Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. We had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. Today, we study the story of the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. And so we hear in the gospel, Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property and dissolute living. When he had spent everything... A severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would have gladly filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger." I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him, and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and has been found. So they began to celebrate. Now the older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, I would suggest this is likely the most well-known parable of Jesus in the Scriptures, 
And yet it is still the most powerful one because it speaks about our relationship with God, the compassionate father. Each of us in our own way can relate to the prodigal son, whether we are male or female. There have been times in which we have been selfish in our lives and chosen our own desires, our own needs over that of God's laws and the needs of others. And so just as the young man is foolish in the gospel, so too are we. And yet this idea of the compassionate father who does not judge, but rather brings his son close to him, embraces him, showers him with blessings of fine clothing, the ring, and the great banquet celebration, also helps us to realize the need for reconciliation from God and God's deepest desire is to give us that grace of reconciliation. Now, sadly, for some people, they use this and say, see, all I need to do is at the end of my life, just tell God how sorry I am and everything's going to be great. I get to go right to heaven and everything's fine. Well, friends, this, this isn't rational, is it? When we think about it, think of our own legal system. How would we feel if people were that way? Well, I committed a crime, but, you know, I feel bad about it now and I just expect to go back into the community. There's a reason why we have jails. There's a reason why judges make sentences. There does need to be a punishment for the action that took place. But rather, it's this opportunity for parole, so to speak, that God gives us a second chance, but we still need to recognize our need to follow his law. So this isn't just do whatever you want, and then at the end, God's just going to forgive you and no big deal. Rather, this is this notion of accountability to God and one another, and yet God is merciful. He should condemn us all to the fires of hell. That's what we deserve when we choose sin over him. And yet the opposite is true. He wishes to spend eternity with us in his kingdom, and that's why Jesus came to free us. So we need to spend more time focusing on our need to be repentant. We have to recognize the glory of God shown to us in his mercy and not be egotistical and just think, I'm fine just the way that I am. Rather, it's important for us to realize that we need to see how we truly are before God and seek ways to improve, to grow in holiness, and to become the saints that God intended for us. So the three main characters are all ones that we should focus on. The compassionate father, the need for forgiveness from the son, and that the older brother also has a part. So as son, think of the times in which you have been forgiven, especially recognizing the need for God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation. How many times have we gone into the confessional as a sinner, received the mercy of God, and come out feeling like the weight of the world has been released from our shoulders. I love that feeling. I love feeling the forgiveness of God, that assurance that I can try again, for God knows our heart. Many times we fall short, friends, but God knows our, our desire is to please him. God knows we want to be loving. God knows that it's a movement of the Holy Spirit that is helping us to grow. So don't get discouraged, friends. When you feel like you're the son here, never feel 
Never feel that anything you've said or done is outside the mercy of God. Everything that we do, God sees. Not as a creepy big brother type person. Not as this God who has a checklist of all of our sins getting ready to see us be condemned and live with Lucifer the rest of our eternity. But rather a God who understands who realizes at times when we make mistakes, when we have been ignorant. And so the God of second chances is the one we worship. How many times do we see ourselves as the older brother? Sadly, I can identify at times with the older brother, not just because I am an older brother, but because sometimes I'm as foolish as him in the scriptures. I wonder if this is true of you as well. Are there people that we feel that we're better than? Perhaps they aren't faithful and following God's teachings and practicing their faith. Perhaps they may not go to church. Perhaps they don't respect their spouse or their children or their parents. Perhaps they may have committed crimes. Perhaps the way they conduct themselves in business doesn't meet our standards of moral living. Who are the people that we feel that we're better than? Why is it that we feel that we're better than them? Feelings of self-righteousness or ego, this idea of condemning or judging others, where does this come from? If we see a compassionate God, then should we not be happy when our brothers and sisters in Christ turn to God to be reconciled? Should we not embrace the second chance mentality that God gives to us rather than following into the traps of jealousy or envy? God promises each of us who are faithful that we will be rewarded. So when someone has a conversion experience, when someone comes to grips with the life that they're leading and realizing they need to change, May we be like the father and not the older brother. Let's not seek ways to reject or push them away. Rather, welcome them home. Each of us are called to be evangelizers, to draw people to God. And when they do fall in love with God, let's rejoice with them. Again, God sees everything, and God holds each of us accountable for what we've done. But it's not my job, it's not your job to judge others, to put them down, or to feel less because some of us may have been faithful throughout our life. Rather, it's an opportunity to see others through the lens of Jesus. Again, the God of second chances. How many of us have met the older brother mentality, being judged by others? perhaps by people who don't actually truly understand our position. How has that left us? How has that made you feel? I think it's safe to say that none of us appreciate being judged, spoken of, gossiped about, or perhaps looked down upon. When someone speaks to me in a condescending way, It doesn't leave me feeling good after the situation or encounter ends. And so, friends, Jesus spoke 
very much about this topic, did he not? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So just as the younger brother recognizes the compassion of God and his lack of deserving that compassion, yet he receives it, may we too recognize that in ourselves and one another. So that the story of the prodigal son is the story of our lives. The times where we're younger brother, the times where we're called to be the compassionate father, the times in which we are called not to be the older brother. Where do you see yourself in the parable right now? Which of the three characters can you most relate to right now? No matter where we find ourselves, God uses this parable to touch our hearts. May this parable indeed do just that and always help to remind us of the God that we worship is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.